Welcome to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God. Pastor Larry Sterling, we invite you to join us in a service soon. We're located at 379 Avenue A, East Point, Florida. Our service times are 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Sundays and 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. We pray that this week's message inspires you to shine the light of Christ to those around you. John chapter 1. I want to go through, I want to introduce you to Jesus all over again these next several weeks. Now what I find fascinating this morning is that, that what we see today in this passage of Scripture is that Jesus was before all time. So that means he goes beyond what you and I could even imagine. And that everything that was made in this world has his fingerprints on. See, this is the important thing that you have to get today. You were created by Christ. You have his fingerprint on you. He came into his own, but his own would not receive him. You see, where we find ourselves today is that I firmly believe even right now that Christ is in this world. We see person after person coming to the Lord and receiving Christ and being delivered and being set free and being transformed. But then there are people that they they don't recognize that if they would just come to the one that made them, everything would be all right. You see, I, I, I understand some things uh, about I have let me put let me let me put it like this. My wife has a cousin who loves working on cars. You know, he he is a mechanic by trade, so it goes beyond just a love. This guy works for a living, working uh, in does this for a living, and he specializes in a particular model of car. And I can never pronounce it the way you're supposed to, but it, I think it's like Jaguar or something fancy. I say Jaguar or something like that. You know, you know, if you, they, you ever want to, I've never had the chance to buy one of them things. And if you own one, let me see it. I'd like to see one. But they would, Jaguar. How they say that car? Jaguar. Anyway. You can't take one of them to just any old mechanic. For that matter, it's getting to nowadays that everybody's pretty much like this. If you've got a Chevy, you got to take it to a Chevy dealership. If you've got a Honda, you got to take it to Honda. If you got a, you got a whatever, if you got a Ford, you want to just ask God to help you out. But anyway, but if you have this specialty thing, this guy went into the school, went to school to learn how to work on this particular model car. He knows the ins and outs of this engine. He understands it. And if you went to a general mechanic, 
He'd be able to kind of help you and guide you. But this particular guy, if you would take it to him, if you would happen to drive one of them, he would know exactly what to do. Because he can put him together blindfolded just about the engine that is. And he can go through the situation and he can go through all of the, the car aspects of it and what's broke, what's not broke. What He can listen to it and he can tell you why. Because he knows it. He's been trained in it. He understands it. You see, what the thing is in this world is that there's a lot of people that have generally decent advice. But there's one that knows you better than you know yourself. There's one that knows you deeper and knows who you are. You know, I, I asked my wife yesterday. We were talking about something that's been in my spirit. And, and, and a, a measurement of sorts. Basically, if you're doing this life well that you're living in, and you, you, you live life to the fullest and you are walking with God, but you're also walking with your brothers and sisters and you're living this life. If you passed away, how many people come to your funeral? I have preached funerals that I have felt so bad where nobody's there. Where they had lived unto themselves so much that only just a couple walked into the room. When you don't live the way God has called you to live, when you don't understand that God has called you to live not only for him, but he's also told you how to live in this life, you, 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 you don't embrace the fingerprint that's on you from Jesus Christ. When you don't recognize that Jesus is the one that made you, that Jesus is the one that picked you up, and Jesus is the one that breathed life into you. He's the one that has set you free, and he's the only one that knows you inside and out. Only Jesus knows you. He was with God in the beginning, and everything that was made that was made. This is a crazy way to say this, and I, I've been through uh, the, the Greek of this when I was in seminary and trying to decipher why they would repeat it. But basically, in essence, if you want to emphasize something, you say it twice. Anything that was made that was made, he made it. If it, it doesn't matter what is out there, if it exists, he touched it. It doesn't matter if you look at the tree and you say, well, we planted the seed, but he, he made the seed. My mom has this, this thing. She loves apple trees. I grew up around apple trees. I'd climb apple trees growing up and eat them when they were too early to eat. Get so sick you could die. You know what I'm talking about? The, the, uh, the, they, they, they're bitter, but man, I love the apples and different things like that. But my mom said she has this, this thing in her kitchen that says only God knows the trees that are in the seeds of the apple. You see, there's a lot of people that can count the seeds, but God knows the trees that are going to come from all the seeds of the apples and so on and so forth. God understands it all. Jesus was there in the beginning. He was fully God, and then he came to this world and became flesh. That means that he looks like you and talks like you, and he... he walked like you and he lived like you and he died for you this the good news that we preach is that he didn't stay dead and this is where we're going to go over the next few weeks 
and understanding what God has in store for you. I want to tell you that everything that God has designed you for, you have a creator, you have certain aspects in your life. There are You are not just like everybody has a unique fingerprint on their thumb and all the rest of your fingers. You are unique and God has designed you a particular way and until you meet Jesus, you won't understand the significance of why you're here and what's going on in your life. God has a purpose for you. God has a design for you. And Jesus is the one that designed you. But when what happens is sin enters into this world a long, long time ago and corrupted the image and corrupted the essence and corrupted who you are. And so because of that, we wander through the wilderness. We wander. The wilderness in Hebrew means without word. We wander in a place not having the word in us. Hear that again. The people of Israel they wandered through the wilderness, and literally the word debar, D-E-B-A-R, means word, and not is M. So midbar is what the word is from wilderness in Hebrew. And so when you are wandering through a place where you do not know what to go, nowhere to go, you are wandering in a wilderness without a word. And Jesus said, I am the word. I'm the answer to your question before you even ask it. I know the beginning from the end. I'm the first and the last. I'll be there long after you leave and I'll be, and I was here before you. I am the preeminent one, Jesus says. He came into this world. The Bible tells us throughout the Old Testament, gives us visions of how Jesus interacted with us. He is all over the Old Testament. If you look at Genesis chapter 2, you will find that there is God there in the garden. And you see that he makes man. He forms him. Who do you think was in the garden scooping down, forming the dust of the ground with their bare hands? His name is Jesus. Listen, there's a title the Bible says, and it says Jesus is Lord. You see it through the whole New Testament. They say Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Every time you go back into the Old Testament, when the Bible says when the Lord God created Adam, you can say that's Jesus. Why? Because his name is Lord of Lords, King of Kings. He's Lord. So when they say the Lord God scooped up the ground, when the Lord was in the garden, who's Lord? Jesus. Say it again. Who's Lord? When you see Lord in Genesis chapter 2, it was Jesus that scooped down. It was Jesus that breathed life into Adam. It was Jesus that breathed over him and he came alive. It was Jesus that, that walked with him in the cold of the day. The same Jesus that would be there thousands of years later was already there walking. Why? Because he made Adam. Everything that Adam had was because Jesus just made it. Jesus was there at the beginning, walking with us, talking with us. Jesus was there instructing us. Jesus was around us. The Bible says that we see him showed up to Abraham. Abraham was over there, and there was these three guys that show up. And I believe one of them was Jesus. And they have a long talk I tell you that Jesus knows where you are. 
He knows who you are. He's all around this place today. He's in us. He's on us. He's through us. He is beside us. He's over us. He, he has surrounded us. The Bible tells us that even, you see, listen, he is omnipotent. That means he has all power. He's omniscient. That means he's, 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 uh, knows all things. He is omnipresent, which means that he is everywhere. And I want to tell you that some people, they want to live unto themselves and so that they say, well, if I can just go to hell, I'll be without Jesus. No, 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 no. The Bible says, even if I make my bed in hell, you are there. You can't escape my Jesus. He's everywhere around you. He is beside you. The Bible tells me that he went into hell and he kicked out the, the keys and he broke down the barriers and he led captivity captive. That means everybody that was in Abraham's bosom came up to be with the Father. He is all places. You can't escape him. You can run as far as you can run, but you'll never run further than Jesus is. Amen. Praise the Lord in this place. Jesus has designed everything that is around you. And if it flows properly, then you know he designed it. You, yourself, as you walk through this day, you have different issues you have different personality traits you have different talents you have different understandings and the person that you're even sitting next to and the bible tells us that if you would let jesus guide you you would come alive in a way that you've never been before you would discover things that you didn't even know was inside of you i never envisioned myself standing up in front of preaching in front of people but the bible tells me that if i give myself to the lord and let him be the uh, be be the potter and i be the vessel he can do whatever he wants to do and this is where i find myself today maybe under the sound of my voice there are brand new preachers that god is calling in this place you just got to let the Lord help you and deliver you and show you the direction that he has for you. God has a purpose for your life. Jesus was there in the beginning, but the Bible tells us that, that he started manifesting himself in different ways throughout the Old Testament. As he began to progress down through the annuals of time, you would see Jesus show up in ways like, like walking in front of Moses there. You would see Jesus in the burning bush and seeing that, that he's like a fire. Why? Because the Bible tells us that John says here in John chapter 1, he doesn't baptize with water. He baptized with the Holy Spirit. And Matthew tells us, and with fire. Why? Because when he showed up and talked to Moses, he was a fire in that burning bush. Now, the bush was not consumed. It wasn't a natural fire. But it's like the fire that gets on some of you. That You want Jesus? He shows himself around you, and he puts his fire on top of you. And even though his fire is on you, you are not consumed. You are literally coming alive in the name of Jesus Christ. 
fire of God showed to Moses. He walked in front of Moses. He, he, he revealed his power to Moses. You would see Joshua and Joshua hearing the voice of the Lord coming, coming to him and directing him. And on down the way, you would see Jesus showing himself and revealing himself in power and authority. Because why? Because he was, he was there in the beginning. He was there touching us. He was there guiding us. But you see, man, we, man, you can't put your faith in a in natural man. You can't put your faith in somebody like me or somebody like your neighbor. You, they, they will, they have frailties. They've been marred by sin. You, we will fail you, but Jesus will never fail you. Jesus will never fail you. We, we, we have the things of, of Christ, but we, we are not Christ. We, we have limitations because we are just those that are called the redeemed. That means that we've been bought with a price. We, we don't own our own selves. We've been sold to, a, to the master of sin, and we were lost, and we had no hope. But then my Savior came in and paid my purchase price and bought me back and brought me out of darkness and brought me into his marvelous kingdom and I'm no longer my own person and Jesus owns me. The Bible says I'm a slave to him now. Amen. We, we don't like to use that word, but it's all over the New Testament. We use it, we call it, it's the, in Greek it's called the doulos and we translate it as servant, but ah, it's not so well. It really means slave. I am a slave to Christ. He bought me. He owns me. My life belongs to him. All that I have is his. All that I am is what he has given to me. If the Lord, as we learned from Job, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. I trust in the Lord. You see, others will trust in chariots and others will trust in the horses and they'll trust in their car and they'll trust in their job and they'll trust in their bank account and they'll trust in all these things. But listen, all these other things will fail you, but put your faith and trust and hope in the name of the Lord Most High. When he touches you with his name, he will not fail you. The one that keeps you neither slumbers nor sleeps. So Jesus has, has come upon this scene. As he, we progress throughout history, we progress throughout the Old Testament, we see guys that rise up like David. David looks good. David acts well. David, David was a man after God's own heart, but then David fell. But yet Jesus won't fail. Solomon coming up, he started out wise, but then he failed. But Jesus will never fail. You see, we had to go through time and understand that there is no one but Jesus that's going to bring us out. There's no one but Jesus that's going to speak to your situation. There's no one but Jesus that can heal you. And there's no one but Jesus that's going to help you. You see, when you, when you recognize that he's the one that, that created this world, that he's the one that put the stars in the heavens, that he's the one that hung the earth right here and said you can't go any further, and he put it in rotation as it revolves around the sun, all of it exists because of him. We are in this life because he has allowed us to be. The Bible tells us that even in this process, 
even though that we have his fingerprints on us, we can't see him because we don't know him. We haven't been attached to him. We've been detached from Jesus. But if you would hear over the next several weeks where I'm going to describe to you, the Bible says, verse 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not out of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We, if we would allow Christ to give us the light and recognize that everything that we have is because of him. Let me tell you one more thing, and I'm going to close. In the old, and all the way back at the beginning of creation, the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us that in, in Genesis 1, chapter 3, chapter 1, verse 3, sorry, it says, let there be light. And the Bible says, and there was light. So the creator, who we've already determined is Jesus, says to us all, and says, let there be light. But the Bible tells us that it wasn't until much later that the sun and the moon were created. So the question for you today, where was the light? Jesus was the light. Not that he created himself, but that he extended his being out into this world. And that we as believers and we as people, if we would recognize that the light that exists here, not this natural light, but understanding life and all these things exist because Jesus is light. The Bible tells us, makes it full circle in Revelation. The Bible tells us that we won't need any light in that city that John saw coming down. We're not going to need any light on that day. We're not going to need any light during that time. We're not going to need anything. Why? Because Jesus is going to be that light for us. That is our hope today. You don't need anything that this world offers. You need Jesus. And we're all going back to the light. And if you receive the light today, you're going to live well. You're going to walk in, walk in favor. Walk in blessing and walk in the anointing. Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God and Pastor Larry Sterling. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.